Treasures Made New, your devotional podcast on the go or at home, where we read the scriptures and reflect on them with those from the past. Today we'll be reading Matthew 6, verses 16 to 24, and then through J.C. Ryle's expository thoughts on Matthew. Please, as always, take a moment to pause and to ask the Holy Spirit to bring understanding and to apply what we hear. Matthew, chapter 6, verses 16 to 24. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So, if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be filled of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness! No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. This is the word of the Lord. There are three subjects brought before us in this part of our Lord's Sermon on the Mount. These three are fasting, worldliness, and singleness of purpose in religion. Fasting, or occasional abstinence from food, in order to bring the body into subjection to the Spirit, is a practice frequently mentioned in the Bible and generally in connection with prayer. David fasted when his child was sick. Daniel fasted when he sought special light from God. Paul and Barnabas fasted when they appointed elders. Esther fasted before going into Asuerus. It is a subject about which we find no direct command in the New Testament. It seems to be left to everyone's discretion, whether he will fast or not. There is great wisdom in this. Many a poor man never has enough to eat, and it would be an insult to tell him to fast. Many a sickly person can hardly be kept well with the closest attention to diet, and could not fast without bringing on illness. It is a matter in which everyone must be persuaded in his own mind, and not be hasty to condemn others who do not agree with him. One thing only must never be forgotten. Those who fast should do it quietly, secretly, and without ostentation. Let them not appear to men to fast. Let them not fast to man, but to God. Worldliness is one of the greatest dangers that beset man's soul. It is no wonder that we find our Lord speaking strongly about it. It is a treacherous, harmful, enticing, and powerful enemy. It seems so innocent to pay close attention to our business. It seems so harmless to seek our happiness in this world, so long as we keep clear our open sins. Yet here is a rock on which many make shipwreck to all eternity. They lay up treasures on earth and forget to lay up treasures in heaven. May we all remember this. 
Where are our hearts? What do we love best? Are our chief affections on things on earth or things in heaven? Life or death depends on the answer we give to these questions. If our treasure is earthly, our hearts will also be earthly. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be. Singleness of purpose is one great secret of spiritual prosperity. If our eyes do not see distinctly, we cannot walk without stumbling and falling. If we attempt to work for two different masters, we are sure to give satisfaction to neither. It is just the same with respect to our souls. We cannot serve Christ and the world at the same time. It is vain to attempt it. The thing cannot be done. The Ark and Dagon will never stand together. God must be king over our hearts. His law, his will, his precepts must receive our first attention. Then, and not until then, everything in our inward man will fall into its right place. Unless our hearts are so ordered, everything will be in confusion. Your whole body will be full of darkness. Let us learn from our Lord's instruction about fasting, the great importance of cheerfulness in our religion. Those words, anoint your head and wash your face, are full of deep meaning. They should teach us to aim at letting men see that we find Christianity makes us happy. Never let us forget that there is no religion in looking melancholy and gloomy. Are we dissatisfied with Christ's wages and Christ's service? Surely not. Then let us not look as if we were. Let us learn from our Lord's caution about worldliness what immense need we all have to watch and pray against an earthly spirit. What are the vast majority of professing Christians around us doing? Are they laying up treasures on earth? There can be no mistake about it. Their tastes, their ways, their habits tell a fearful tale. They are not laying up treasures in heaven. Oh, let us all beware that we do not sink into hell by paying excessive attention to lawful things. Open transgression of God's law slays its thousands, but worldliness its tens of thousands. Let us learn from our Lord's words about the single eye, the true secret of the failures which so many Christians seem to make in their religion. There are failures in all quarters. There are thousands in our churches uncomfortable, uneasy, and dissatisfied with themselves, and they hardly know why. The reason is revealed here. They are trying to keep in with both sides. They are endeavoring to please God and please man, to serve Christ and to serve the world at the same time. Let us not commit this mistake. Let us be decided, thoroughgoing, uncompromising followers of Christ. Let our motto be that of Paul, One thing I do, Philippians 3.13. Then we shall be happy Christians. We shall feel the sun shining on our faces. Heart, head, and conscience will be full of light. Decision is in the secret of happiness in religion. Be decided for Christ, and your whole body will be full of light. 
That is the end of Ryle's expository thoughts for these verses. Let us carefully consider what we've heard today, and may the Lord be pleased to bring the growth for His glory.